Hello there and welcome to Planet Sport Football Africa, the show where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe, joined by Solomon Ashams in South Africa and Stuart Weir in the UK. And it's another big weekend of 2015 Africa Cup of Nations qualifying and we'll look at some of the key games with Cameroon, Burkina Faso and Cape Verde among the sides off to great starts in qualifying. Qualifying. Nigeria, though, need points from Sudan, and Ghana have made a slow start. And with the English Premier League taking a break this weekend, we catch up with how the African stars are performing so far in the world's most popular league. I personally am thrilled to see that there's a Kenyan and a Congolese player who are getting the headlines because, you know, we think more often of the big countries like Ivory Coast or Nigeria making the contribution to the Premiership. That's coming up here on Planet Sport Football Africa. So the road to Morocco 2015 continues this weekend and next Wednesday. It's match days three and four in the qualifiers, where the top two in each group qualify for the finals in Morocco next January, along with the best third-place finisher. And the way it works out is that the teams are playing each other home and away in the space of five days. So the champions Nigeria host Sudan on Saturday in Abuja and then play Sudan away on Wednesday in Khartoum. And in the same group, that's Group A, South Africa play away to Congo and then play them at home. And Solomon, this group's got a surprise leader in Congo and Nigeria must aim to pick up, I'd say, at least four points against Sudan. Yes, I think it's quite a huge surprise that uh, Congo Brazzaville is the leader in this group. Uh, six points, that is maximum points from two games against Nigeria and also against Sudan at home, which is really, really great for them there with their French coach, Claude Reroy. But Nigeria now, they know that for them to be able to be in the race, they need to win at home in Abuja against Sudan. Uh, and they would have to do that w- without Victor Moses, who has been injured, the Stoke City uh, player, uh, who is on loan there from Chelsea, uh, just uh, you know, backed out of the team. But Vincent Inyema, the goalkeeper and captain, is back in the team. And Stephen Keshi, I'm sure uh, he has told his boys, uh, look, the only thing we can get out of this against Sudan is the maximum three points. They've not been playing convincingly. Uh, against Bafana, Bafana in Cape Town in their last game, uh, I thought they didn't play well. Bafana was supposed to win that game, didn't play uh, so well to be able to, to get the goals, but Nigeria was not really a good side. So maybe uh, the break that they had had uh, would bring something uh, great out of the, the squad. Well, certainly a bit of pressure is on Nigeria's Super Eagles. Uh, In Group B, Malawi take on Algeria. I'll be at that game, so more about that on next week's show. And Burkina Faso are off to a great start in Group C. They play Gabon away and then at home. And the Stallions seem to be carrying on from a great 2013 Nations Cup where they were runners-up, Solomon. They have great players, and I think it's it's good to see them doing uh, what they're doing. And uh, good continuity for them. Currently in Group C, they're topping the group. Other nations, uh, you know, in that group would have to really play well to be able to catch up. The Stallions are definitely on course, and you know, to qualify for Morocco 2015 and uh, believe in themselves to make it to another final again. So Burkina Faso looking good so far. Um, in Group D, Cameroon could well qualify for the finals in the next few days as they play Sierra Leone. And both games will take place at the Stade Omnisport in Yaoundé in Cameroon as Sierra Leone can't play at home because of the Ebola crisis. 
Cameroon have two wins out of two with victories over DR Congo and Ivory Coast. This off the back of a disastrous World Cup. Now, we heard last week from our correspondent in Cameroon, Silas Ngong, who said that the decision not to fire coach Volker Finca after the World Cup was key, along with some changes in the team. Let's hear more from Silas Ngong. Planet Sport Football Africa's Adrian Barnard asked him how the decision of captain Samuel Eto'o to retire from international football after the World Cup has affected the Cameroon national team. I think that putting him aside at, at this particular time was very constructive, I would say, because um, I've seen that each time he is there, each player wants to play his game and not play the game of the team. Ten other players uh, would want to kind of serve him, would want to kind of play the way he wants them to play. So he was an immense star. But now that he's gone, practically you look at the team, there is no one who is like the star of the team. Well, two good results so far in the Cup of Nations qualifiers. Are there hopes now, Silas, that Cameroon can get back to the glory days of past years or is it too early to say at this stage? Yes, I think there are hopes as long as the uh, Ministry of Sports and Physical Education is uh, putting in everything to see that it works, as well as uh, Cameroon Football Federation, Food. I think that there will be hope. And, and I think that except something actually happens, they will actually qualify for the um, 2015 uh, African Nations Cup tournament. And um, it's not yet the best team that we have, but some of the signs that this team has already shown playing together, the solidarity in the team, the, the love, the apparent love that we see. We, we think that there is a lot of hope that this team is going to be like in those glory days of the 90s. We think that we have better players today than in those days. There is a lot of hope and every Cameroonian actually is looking up to um, this new day, this new dawn that the team uh, would certainly have. That's Silas Ngong, our Cameroon correspondent. As I say, Cameroon could become the first team to qualify for the 2015 finals if they win both of those upcoming games against Sierra Leone. To Group E now, Uganda and Ghana both on four points, Guinea on three points, Togo yet to get off the mark. This group looks wide open, Solomon. Ghana, a lot of people thought was going to be the leader in this group, but in their first game at home, uh, they drew with Uganda. And uh, this is a time that uh, Togo uh, needs to start, you know, looking at, you know, picking up points uh, because they, they are yet to pick a point. And if Togo doesn't pick any point from uh, the first or second game, then it's definitely going to uh, definitely be a problem for Togo. Not just picking a point, but they need to go out there and win. And I hope they're going to get some inspiration from uh, a Tottenham striker uh, Emmanuel Adebayo there. Yes, a really decisive stage, a decisive few days, and they'll be at halfway in qualifying uh, by the time the weekend is done. Now in Group F, Cape Verde atop with six points, Mozambique with two, and Zambia and Niger just one point so far. Cape Verde play away to Mozambique and then play them at home next Wednesday. Now remember, they made it to the 2013 Nations Cup Finals, qualifying for the first time for the tournament, and they got as far as the quarterfinals. And uh, you know, I was wondering maybe if that was a bit of a fluke, Solomon, but I think now we really have to take uh, Cape Verde seriously. What do you think they're doing right 
Well, Steve, I think it's not a fluke. They must be doing a lot of things right. Remember, they didn't just play well during the Africa Cup of Nations in South Africa, but also during the World Cup qualifiers for Brazil 2014. There is a lot of consistency and continuity, and they've been able to go up to Europe and, and in countries like France, uh, Portugal, Spain, and really look for players with Cape Verdean genealogy who are parents or grandparents are from Cape Verde, uh, you know, t- that are really good. And they've been playing f- as a team. I think for me, that is the strength of the Cavadian team. They don't really have big names, so-called big names in the big leagues, but they know what it takes to really play as a team. And from a, for a country that is really a very small country of about 500,000 people, and, uh, it's great to see them doing that. So Cape Verde certainly are impressing right now. Thanks a lot, Solomon. Uh, do stay with us. Uh, let's now go to our WhatsApp and to our Facebook page. Last week we were asking, do you think that Cameroon can return to their glory days? Life without Samuel Eto'o for the Indomitable Lions, who are off to a fantastic start, as we were saying, in Nations Cup qualifying. Well, Ebrima Fabu Jami and the Gambia says Cameroon will bounce back for sure. Uh, Francisco Dodome in Malawi says that the talent exists, so surely they can. Adama Baji and the Gambia says, yes, Cameroon are bouncing back for sure. They've got some glorious days ahead of them. And Abdu Dem says Cameroon have been rebuilding their squad for the past years and the young players have matured now, so it's time for their glory days. Thanks for those comments. Our WhatsApp number is plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero and the Facebook page Planet Sport Football Africa. And this week we're focusing on the Nations Cup qualifiers. So as the results come in, we'll be posting and you can send us your reaction on the Facebook page Planet Sport Football Africa or send us a WhatsApp as the results come in to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four. Four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Give us your reaction to this weekend's results in the Nations Cup qualifiers. The number again plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Now let's catch up with the English Premier League and how the African players are doing there with seven games played so far. No matches this weekend because it's a weekend for international fixtures. But last weekend was a good one for Africans in England. Wilfred Bonney of Ivory Coast got his first goal of the season for Swansea as they drew 2-2 with Newcastle. And Senegal's Papi Cisse got both of Newcastle's goals. Mohamed Jame of Senegal scored for Hull as they beat Crystal Palace. Jeff Schlupp of Ghana scored for Leicester. They drew 2-2 with Burnley. And the big man finally hit form at last. Yaya Toure of Ivory Coast getting a superb goal for Manchester City as they beat Aston Villa 2-0. Solomon, it was great to see Toure showing what he's capable of as he forced his way through into a scoring position and came up with a great finish. Yes, Steve, it was great to see Ayatore, you know, doing what he did uh, against Aston Villa, the 82nd minute wonder goal from him. That is his first goal of the season, by the way, for Ayatore. And uh, a lot of people were disappointed in him so far this season because of his last season's form, he's not been able to replicate it so far. And I think it really showed on him also uh, when he scored that goal, you could see his body language. And uh, I hope that this will be uh, the beginning of new things for him. He's a player from the midfield that can really score a lot of goals and create so many goals also and I hope that this goal would really motivate him to go out there to to really play well because the fans, Manchester City fans and Yaya Tori fans in Africa and also the fans of the elephants of Cote d'Ivoire are really looking up to him so it's really great to see him score that wonder goal. 
Thanks, Solomon, and terrific stuff there from Yaya Toure. Now let's go to our European football expert, Stuart Weir, in the UK for a closer look at the African presence in the English Premier League. Well, I was actually quite surprised when I looked at this to see that there are actually 31 African players contracted to Barclays Premier League clubs, and they come from 14 countries. Uh, There are seven Ivorians, five Nigerians, and five um, Senegalese. And as far as clubs go, the ones with most African players would be Hull, Crystal Palace, West Bromwich, Albion, Stoke, each with four, and Chelsea, Everton and Southampton with three. Now, it's a funny season because I think some of what you might call the big players have been struggling. And then you can mention players like uh, Benoit Asuo-Ekoto or Kolo Torre, or Arona Kone. None of those have actually managed to get on the pitch for their teams this season. Peter Odenwingi, good pedigree for Nigeria and for several Premier League clubs, only one sub-appearance for Stoke this year. Uh, another example, Stefan Sessignon of Bene, a man who scored 20 goals in the Premiership over the years, but you know he hasn't found the net this year. So you know there's a number that are struggling, but... I'm going to give you four star performances so far. But how about Victor Wanyama of Southampton scoring the only goal when Southampton beat Swansea? He's playing regularly. Uh, We noted last year that he was the first Kenyan to play in the Premier League. So I think we can say quite confidently he's the first Kenyan ever to score in the Premier League. Stoke City, Mama Biram Diaf has played five games and got two goals for them. Also... Uh, how about the contribution of um, DR Congo? You know, there are two Congolese players in the Premiership. There's Yusuf Mulumba playing regularly for West Brom and Yannick Bolesi at Crystal Palace, who recently scored in Palace's amazing away win against uh, Everton. So, you know, there, there have been a few interesting contributions from African players and I personally am thrilled to see that there's a Kenyan and a Congolese player who are getting the headlines because, you know, we think more often of the big countries like Ivory Coast or Nigeria making the contribution to the Premiership. But, you know, great to see the, perhaps the, the less fancied countries as well having players who are cutting it uh, in the Premier League. Thanks a lot to Stuart Weir and that's it for this week's edition of Planet Sport Football Africa. Do get in touch with us on Facebook and on WhatsApp. It's a big weekend of Nations Cup qualifying so as the results come in you can send us a WhatsApp with your reaction or go to our Facebook page the WhatsApp platform plus 447955232780 that's plus 447955232780 and the Facebook page Planet Sport Football Africa Give us your reaction to this weekend's results in the Nations Cup qualifiers. From me, Steve Vickers in Zimbabwe, from Solomon Ashams in South Africa and Stuart Weir in the UK, thanks a lot for being with us. You can find us online at planetsport.tv and Planet Sport Football Africa is a 2K Plus international sports media production.